Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the final podcast for the year. Now, all season long, all of our podcasts have proudly been sponsored by Brett Oten Solicitors, a law firm specializing in the entertainment, media, and tech industries. If you need intellectual property, contract, or other business advice, please visit brettoten.com.au. It's B-R-E-T-T-O-A-T-E-N. Brett is Sydney-based, but he can service your needs wherever you may be. Thank you so much for your support this year, Brett. It is much appreciated, mate, and we look forward to hearing how you finish off the year and talking to you again next season. Shout out to the boys from moneyball.com.au as well. Daily fantasy from as little as a dollar. Obviously, coming into final season, there's always some big comps in the NRL and AFL finals, uh, which we are really looking forward to. NFL kickoff is only a week away as well. So make sure you jump over to moneyball.com.au and get involved. Thanks again to those boys for their support all season long as well. It's much appreciated as always. Sleeper Keeper was uh, a sponsor who came on late in the season with their Supercoach branded sweatshirts. So make sure you check them out as well at sleeperkeeper.com.au. Thanks again, Alice, for your support and make sure you grab the promo code on the website and use that to get 20% off. All right, like we said, last pod for the year. Let's get to it. Welcome, everybody, to the last Supercoach Talk podcast for the 2017 season. It has been a long season. We've been on the on the job since January, and we are almost done and ready for the NRL Finals series. Obviously, I am Nick, and I have the usual suspect, Joe Fitz, on the other end of the line. Fitz, mate, you um, especially after the dog season this year, you must be looking forward to the end of the year. Yeah, I kind of am, mate. I, I uh, am a bit worried that the World Cup's coming up too, so it's like the never-ending season of rugby league. But Supercoach finishes up this week, and yeah, had a good season. But I think uh, I'm, I'm ready for a break. Definitely, mate. This is about the time every year when I sort of say oh, I'm not doing Supercoach next year. I'm done with it. And then come December, January, I'm in the team planner and with all the Excel sheets and stuff. So I'll, I'll say it again this year. I, I'm feeling like I'm getting towards the end of my Supercoach career, but I'm sure I'll be back again next year. Mate, you'll be uh, texting me with by schedule predictions and uh, analysis the second the draw comes out, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. No doubt at all. Yeah, probably. Probably, mate. You are still sitting inside the top 500 after a 12.08. Went in, still inside the top thousand after eleven ninety five. I'm not sure how this. I had a twelve sixty eight, so top score out of the three of us, and I literally moved up about fifty positions. So I'm still three thousand eight hundredth. I mean, you had went in in the semifinals of our league for God's sake, scoring an eleven ninety five. That's just embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he did get tossed though, didn't he? 
yeah. in the uh, in the league. Yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, it's it's a been a funny old season, and obviously you know week by week we talk about our results, and sometimes you and I have have had a cracker and not gone up much, and the next week we'll post something mediocre and and go up a few hundred spots. So yeah, it's um it's very very tight, kind of in the top five thousand, I think, mate. It's probably a result. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. Obviously, we've got our main man, Banyo Boy, uh, also known as Sam, who's leading the comp. He's had a couple of really strong weeks um, in the last couple. He's 276 points clear of second. So we are not going to give him the early crow just yet, but Sam, all the best for the final round, mate, and hopefully, um, hopefully, mate, he takes it out. Yeah, I was uh, preaching kind of being conservative with with his lead, and I don't know what the you know the balls on the bloke he went and captain Billy Slater who turned up, so I, I certainly wouldn't have the stones to do something like that. Um, you know, two weeks to go, so two seventy six clear. I think it's around about what uh, the lead that Wilfred had going into the final round as well give or take. So, um, yeah, with any luck, without the early crow, but back-to-back Super Coach Talk regulars taking it out. Exactly. He is hoping. All right, we'll get through all of the uh, news and analysis and stuff tonight, and then we will wrap up all of the stake bets for the season at the very end. Uh, We were hoping to have Wynn on, but a busy man as he is, uh, working hard. He's a slave to the man at the moment, so he couldn't join us this week, but that is fine. We don't particularly need him, I don't think, so... We'll push on. Uh, we'll go straight on to the news. couple of injuries this week. Corbin Sims broke his arm there towards the end of that Broncos game. The Titans have got a few out. Pete's, Copley, Roberts, Vi Vi. I thought I saw Ryan. Was Ryan James out as well or not? Yeah. Well, he was out last week as well. So not oh, a new okay. injury, but he'll, he'll be out this week. And I forgot to put on the list uh, Dylan Edwards, who, who cost me the one cash league that I'm in uh, this year at last minute. Um, Try to get a bit clever and swap Dylan Edwards in at the expense of DeBellin. And uh, I think about the 30-odd points difference in their score was the difference between me making my cashy grand final. So, yeah, oh. outsmarted myself there. But, yeah, three to five weeks with his uh, his knee injury. Yeah, I didn't actually watch that game, so I wasn't sure why his um why his score was down, but obviously that was why. Um, Wallace is suspended for the Titans also, and the Tigers have got a couple out as well. But we'll roll that straight through to the teams, and we'll cover off on a, a bit more of this in a little bit more detail here. Thursday night blockbuster up there in Townsville, Cowboys and Broncos. No changes for the Cows. The Broncos have got Kahu, Benji, Pangai Jr. and Joe Offahengawe all returning to the side. Mate, this should be a pretty good game tomorrow night. Cowboys sort of need to win to lock up a spot in the top eight, but I don't think the Broncos will be going down without a fight because they want to sort of have a chance at that second spot. Yeah, so, um, you know, first game of the week, the Broncos have to win, uh, you know, to put pressure on for the for the top uh, two spots. So, yeah, it should be. It's, it's funny, usually both... Um, Cowboys Broncos games are kind of done in the first kind of seven or eight weeks of the season, so it's a bit weird that it's around 26 game, but yeah, it should be really good. Um, you know, up there without JT and Scott, but um, you know, a lot of people talking about Tamalolo being a really good captaincy choice. I reckon uh, that's a pretty fair shout as well. He should be playing some pretty big minutes, um, you know, in the hope that the Cowboys can take it home and get it, get into the eight. Yeah, for sure. I've got my VC on him at the moment. Uh, first game Friday, Eels fresh off smashing the Broncos up against the Rabbits. Manu Ma'u is in. A couple of changes for the Rabbitohs that are irrelevant. Roosters and Titans then on Friday night. No changes for the Roosters. 
Again, a couple of boys coming in for the Titans, but pretty irrelevant there, mate. But the the Eels and the Roosters will be pushing hard to win both of these games, won't they? Yeah, yeah, will will be for sure. And I think the Eels for and against isn't particularly good, so you know they won't let up with the twelve point lead. They'll really try and punish the Rabbitohs if you know the Rabbitohs play anything like they did last week against Melbourne. Um, you know, not that I think that the Eels or anyone could possibly play as well as the Storm did last week. But uh, if the Rabbitohs aren't careful, they could see a cricket score put on them for the second week running. Um, yeah, Roosters Titans, mate. I don't, I don't know. The, the Titans aren't putting an NRL side out at the moment with all the injuries they've got. Uh, not to mention the the lack of leadership and the, and the interim coaches they've got there. So God knows what the Roosters will do to them. Yeah, that could be. That could get very ugly. Uh, three games Saturday: Manly and Panthers. Sirenins in. Lanes out. For the Panthers, Farre takes Dylan Edwards' spot, as you suggested. Moylan on the extended bench, but a chance to come in. Storm Raiders, no changes for the Storm. And for the Raiders, Soiola returns in the Billy Slater rematch. Knights and the Sharks, Daniel Saifidi's out. Lattimore is in for the Sharks. Tagatizi is out. Bird makes a return back on an extended bench. So Sea Eagles-Panthers is a huge game. Storm Raiders is irrelevant, and Knights and Sharks um, would really depend on what happens with the Broncos, Eels and the Roosters, won't it, if it sort of means anything for the Sharks there? Yeah, I mean, the good news is every game does have something uh, riding on it, and the Knights um, you know, will need a massive win, and, and the Tigers lost to avoid the spoon. So um, the Knights will have to do their role. They don't want to get... Um, I think this will be three spoons in a row. Um, so they'll be kind of putting it to the Sharks as best they can. But um, the Sharks, by the time kickoff happens, they'll know if they can make the top four. Uh, so it could be an interesting game, that one. The Knights are always entertaining. And and uh, Storm Raiders, you talk about it being a Soliola-Slater matchup. Um, will be interesting to see what, what Billy does, uh, whether he wants to kind of enact a bit of revenge and, and, and stick the knife in. But... At the same time, we saw last week the Raiders tend to play better when the pressure's off. So it could be a very, very interesting game down Melbourne. Yeah, definitely. Mate, I, I, we, I know you've got in here to talk about VC and C later and things like that for the Storm, but what do you think about the likes of Smith, Munster, Slater and co this week? I, I know we got we saw Smithy get rested around the 60-minute mark last week. I, I think that there would obviously be a pretty decent chance of that happening again this week. Oh, yeah, but I think they were 50-odd up uh, by the time, you know, they were about a point a minute when Smith uh, went to the bench. So, uh, you know, there's a very good chance he doesn't play 80, but I would be surprised if, um, if you know, he taps out kind of before the 70-minute mark anyway. And I think he got about, what, 96 by the, you know, after 60 mm. minutes. So not sure that that would necessarily dissuade you from... Uh, from putting the captaincy choice on him, but it's enough for me to to look elsewhere in the game. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, hopefully this will be a bit closer. The Raiders should be a bit more competitive than the Rabbitohs were. Dragons and Bulldogs, old grudge match, grudge match here. Dugan is in. Kurt Mann's out. Bmoz is out. Reynolds is on an extended bench for the Dogs. 
Titans and Warriors, literally no one cares about that game at all. Mate, you've got world-class Dugan here, in inverted commas. What's that Did about? You read, well, I don't know if you read that story. I think it was yesterday or the day before that came out that um, one of the big reasons that Dugan signed for the Sharks is that Shane Flanagan um, kept describing him as world-class and the Dragons refused to engage him, you know, because he wanted to be paid like a world-class player and the Dragons are like, well, we see you as a centre, we'll pay you as a centre. And Dugan's like, no, 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 I'm world-class, you need to pay me as a world-class <laughs> player. So he's just, as soon as, uh, you know, he hears the siren call of uh, someone in the Shire saying, you're world-class, um, he's just gone off and, and followed the uh, followed that crap. So I just find Dugan hilarious, um, you know, missing a flight uh, back from Brisbane, missing the bus. Um, and the game and getting dropped and all this stuff around ego with his world class coming out. I don't, I don't know. Just the, the, I think the bloke's an absolute flog. So we'll uh, we'll have to see how his world class uh, talents go up against uh, against Josh Morris, one of the best defensive centers in the game this week. Yeah, he's a joke. Like you say, a bit of a flog, flog, old fashioned flog. Old Durgan is, but yeah, that's interesting. Off to the Sharkies next year, obviously with. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bird going to the Broncos, isn't he? Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, okay. All right, let's have a look at some of the matchups this week. Um, now, look, we just covered off on them quickly just now. Mate, talk us through the finals picture. Let's go through that first, and then we'll talk about some start set options. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so the Storm, well, let's go sort of, let's go game by game. So Broncos and Cows. First of all, Cowboys need to win to make the finals. Broncos need to win to, to get a top two spot. So they'll both be going 100 miles an hour. Um, Eels and Roosters need to win to consolidate their top four spots. So they'll be going hard as well. Manly, what have we, so next game, Manly Panthers, they'll both be going, um, they'll both be trying to make that eight, um, depending on... Well, they'll be playing before the Dragons. So Manly and the Panthers will be both giving it everything they've got. The Storm Raiders, nothing to gain from that game for anyone. Like we said, the Sharks will know their position based on the Eels and the Roosters' results. The Dragons will um, know their position by the time they play as well. So they'll know if they have something to play for or not. And then the Tigers-Warriors game does not matter. Now, mate, being a Melbourne Demons AFL supporter, I feel like I've been analysing <laughs> potential finals matchups in a different pose for the last two or three weeks. Um, did I miss anything there? No, mate, I think you pretty well covered it off. It's, it's Look, the good news is, um, you know, apart from the Storm Raiders game, uh, there's something at stake, whether it's the wooden spoon, a top four or a top eight spot uh, in every game. So, you know, I'll be riveted to the TV for part of it anyway. So, um, yeah, real good run in. And obviously, you know, I'm in a few Supercoach Grand Finals, which I hope everyone listening is as well. So, yeah, it should be a good week of footy. Yeah, it should be an interesting final week. Okay, so some of our start op- start options this week. Um, start slash vice-captain, captain. So that first game, Cowboys-Broncos, should be a huge game. And like you said, I think Tamalolo um, is going to need to have a big game there. He's a good VC option for mine. I don't know about Michael Morgan. Um, don't know if the attacking stats will come. I think he'll be you know, giving it everything he's got, but potentially it, it could be difficult to score some of those more attacking stats against the Bronx. Para is a dollar twenty-two over Souths. The Roosters are a dollar eight. 
Melbourne's a dollar thirty. The Sharks are a dollar thirty-five. St George is a dollar thirty-six against the Bulldogs. So, mate, there's some some pretty good attacking options out there this week. Now, Semi's coming off a four-try performance last week. How do you think he's going to go on Friday night? Well, it, it, it's funny. I know a lot of people will be chasing last week's points to put the VC on him, but I also find it hard to think that he won't do well, just given um, the kind of crappy outside backs that the that the Rabbitohs have been putting up. So I, I think, you know, I'd double down if I had him and uh, and put the VC on him because I think the Rabbitohs have put the queue in the rack and, and gone home uh, for the year. So Semi's a very, very good option, I think, but... You know, at the same time, maybe maybe the likes of Moses, Nathan Brown, I don't think has trained um, uh, today, so he could be in a bit of doubt. Um, and Corey Norman's a, a sit, which, you know, you'd be silly if you'd been playing him recently or consider him an option. Um, I think he did pretty badly, even when the, the Eels put 50-odd on the Broncos. So, um, Corey, Sammy did, did you just well. say Corey was a sit? Yeah. Mate, he's my captain this week. And uh, Sorry, you misheard me. I said he was shit. Oh, okay. Anderson as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, is he really a captain this week? Yeah. Yeah, I, like, okay. I don't know what his problem is. Para, Para's been playing really well in recent weeks, and he just hasn't been scoring points. Yeah. So it's got to come eventually. Yeah, I mean, that's I that that logic will get you to 3,800th, I guess. Yep, yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, you've got, you've got Mitchell in here. Is that Latrell Mitchell? Yeah, only because um, he'll be attacking uh, Pulu's side. Pulu's been named in the centres for the for the Titans, just given that they're struggling to put a healthy 17 together. And um, he's not much of a defender. He's cer- certainly not mobile when he's out wide. So I think Latrell Mitchell um, is a bit of a smoky. Um, a lot of people have been kind of sniffing around him as a pod. Uh, for the final week. So thought, I mean, the Roosters could do absolutely anything to the Titans, um, particularly if they need to win uh, to stay in the top two. I've also got Kiri and Pierce down. I think, you know, they're no, no-brainer starts against the Titans. The, I think the Titans have really taken the mantle that the Knights have had for the last couple of years. The Knights aren't pushovers anymore, but certainly the Titans, um, you know, are, are just a feast for opposing supercoach players. Yep. Agreed. Widoff and Lafayette for the Dragons as well, up against the Bulldogs on Sunday afternoon, especially if the Dragons have got something to play for there. These boys could go big. I think Paul Vaughan, I would expect to have a big one as well. And let's hope Cameron McInnes can finish the season off um, with a decent score. Also, he sort of started off really well. He's faded a bit in the middle. He's had a couple of decent scores in the back half of the year. Hopefully he can get a good score there. And, mate, your boy Josh Mansell, a three-round average of 75. He's been on fire lately. Yeah, he has. I think I played him the four weeks previous to the last three, and I haven't played him for the last three <laughs> weeks. So um, I've got him uh, second go running as a, as a start. So, you know, he's back in form. He's scored tries all three of those weeks. But um, it's, you know, as as I mentioned last week, the, the base stats are back. So um, he's starting to, to get, uh, you know, some more tackle busts and more runs along. So, um, yeah, I would consider him a star, particularly if... if like most people, you're rocking Dylan Edwards as well, and you're out of trades. Um, Slot Josh Mansour in, and I think he'll do a job. Yep, yep, definitely. Now, some of our well, – let's just cover off the, the most traded-in players this week. Semi, Munster, Vaughan, Jake Turbo, Latrell Mitchell, Vunavalu, Slade. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Michael Gordon... Nathan Brown, who you just suggested might be in some doubt, and then Milford. Um, I think all of those pretty much make sense. Now, some of our sit options this week, just starting with the most traded out, Dylan Edwards, obviously um, very popular, very popular player, highly owned, obviously out for the rest of the regular season. So he's a, he's the number one sell by a mile this week. You got Sam Burgess, Cody Walker, Ryan James, Kotrick. Wallace, Papali, Alex Johnston, Wade Graham, and then Curtis Scott as well. So no huge dramas there with those guys. A lot of them on sort of underperforming teams with tough matchups this week. I really thought Curtis Scott was going to get a big score last week. Um, You know, I think we all thought Melbourne was going to win and win quite easily, which they did. But it just didn't go Curtis's way, unfortunately. So a few people jumping ship there. Um, he could still he could still get a score this week. I've shifted him outside my 17, but I wouldn't be surprised if he nabs a try, you know, and gets can get 65 or 70. So I don't think old Curtis Scott is the worst option. Some people who are poor options though is uh, uh, Sean Johnson and then Dugan. We spoke about Dugan obviously with jo- uh, marking up against Josh Morris, which is, is going to make it difficult for him. Um, SJ, last game of the year against the Tigers. Look, you'd think it's going to be an open affair, but I don't think he's 100% fit, and I think he might even be in doubt still, isn't he? Yeah, he's a bit, and I, and I think, you know, as a long-time Sean Johnson owner, um, you know, year in, year out, I've watched him when he is in a bit of doubt. He tends to play a lot more of a passive game and doesn't take the line on, so lots of uh, deferring to Kieran Foran and, and lots of kind of taking the, the fifth tackle kick rather than kind of the fourth tackle attacking uh, attacking move as well. So it will be open, um, even when the Tigers score, they tend to concede a fair bit as well, but I'm just not sure that uh, Sean Johnson's going to be the guy that's uh, racking up the super coach points. So, yeah, sit for me. Yep, yep. Now, the last guy you've got here is Michael Leisha. Got his one try assist <laughs> for the year. We've actually had a couple of questions on Twitter. So, um, from at Dad, Asaya underscore dad, is Leisha a pod this week? And then Brett Ryan wants to know if we can get Mr. Leisha on the podcast. Oh, I don't think he would. Um, we'd have to bleep him out too much, unfortunately. Um, he's got a bit of a potty mouth, old Mr. Leisha. But, um, oh, yeah, a bit of, bit of fun. You know, he, he hasn't got a try assist all year, Michael Leisha. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have a side, doesn't have a contract for next year, doesn't have a club. So feel a bit sorry for the bloke. But, um, you know, he's certainly had a very, very poor year based on uh, what expectations were and, and certainly what he's being paid. So he's not totally uh, to blame for the Bulldogs' woes. Certainly Des Hasler's there, but, um, you know, getting absolutely nothing from a highly paid hooker uh, certainly hasn't helped. 
Yeah, exactly, mate. We'll, I'll, um, I'll hook you and Mr. Leisha up again on Twitter, and we'll see if we can mend, mend some bridges, hey? I had to block him, mate. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, let's go on to some, some of these questions from Twitter, actually, because we've got some good ones here. I'll fire them at you quickly, okay? Yep. Um, from R, uh, it's Mark. He wants to know if he should drop Rapana this week. Now, turned up last week, obviously very tough matchup against the Storm. It's an interesting question. Interesting. Um, I've currently been, and if I had Edwards fit, uh, I, I probably wouldn't have him in the 17. But it's it's that thing I mentioned before. The the Raiders seem to go well when the pressure's off, and and certainly no one expects them to do well uh, after what the Storm did at home last week. So um, I've got him in there and just hope hope that he can rack up the base stats. I certainly don't expect him to get a double or or a hattie at all. Okay. Uh, Brett Crookshank wants to know wants to upgrade his five eight. From the two walkers, he's got 450k. Do you think Mitchell Moses or Kiri? Oh, for this week, Kiri for sure. I mean, any any rooster is going to be, or any super coach relevant rooster is going to be a good option this week because um, they're essentially going to score as much as they want on the Titans. I think. From Carlos the Dwarf, who's been a, a long time um, contributor on Twitter list and member on the website. Uh, a member of our NFL Fantasy Leagues as well. Has Joe enjoyed the Bulldogs' run of form lately despite it giving Dez an unwanted increase in job security? Yeah, that's a real worry because, um, you know, they. I think they'd won two games on the bounce when he fronted the board, made promises about the players he was going to sign and then got a two-year extension um, earlier in the season. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, a bit of a tumultuous time at the Bulldogs, new CEO, uh, the board are under pressure. So it'd be interesting to see which way it goes. I've certainly enjoyed the last two weeks. I've been playing with a bit of pressure off, but at the same time, I, I think... You know, Blind Freddy can tell that Des's uh, Des's time's up there. So yeah, I, I hope that I hope that he moves on gracefully, and uh, we can kind of hit the reset button for next year. Okay, Pete A asks a really interesting question, which I don't think we'll have time because I haven't I haven't had the chance to have a think about it. But what positional changes do you think will be made next year? I.e., Tom Turbo fullback only. That's an interesting one. I I've been I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure if we went away, we could come up with some. Yeah, look, fullback is going to be absolutely insane for value next year. You've got to think that uh, Tommy Turbo's a fullback only. You've got Teddy at the Roosters. You've got Kalen Ponga's under price at the Knights. Um, you know, RTS has come on really well, and now that his ACL's kind of fully healed, so you've got to think he's he's going to start the season a bit underpriced as well. Um, yeah, there's just going to be so many, um, you know, good options at fullback, but it's looking like um, outside of maybe Cody Walker, most of them are going to be fullback only, um, which is going to make it, you know, a bit of a logjam there, almost the opposite of what Hooker has been this year. Yeah, I think Munster into the halves was one of the ones that I could think about. He'll have to be a 5'8 option next year, which is, um, like you say, with that plethora of options at fullback would be excellent. Uh, Matt Colfax, who's your first trade in next season? I know we'll be stealing this from Tommy Sangster, but it's got to be Bryce Cartwright, doesn't it? Yeah, just given the value. Um, 28 average. Base price. He'll be, he'll pretty... be starting at under 200k. 
But all I would say is that Cartwright is almost, while Cartwright is almost certainly going to be in my team, who was the one bloke that any serious super coach player had to start the season and, and this year and was have, and you're having a laugh if you didn't start with him? Uh, Matt Pryor? <laughs> Jared Hayne. And, yes. you know, what, what did Hayne do? So just don't think, um, you know, don't think that just because it's the obvious choice that it's going to be the right one. So, yeah, going to be uh, very interesting. Cartwright will be very, very highly owned. But at the same time, you know, if he's lost his mojo, maybe he doesn't get it back in time for season 2018. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, the couple, Kane Evans has only averaged 27 this season, so he's really fallen off. Seguiaro, um, you know, obviously, if, if he was to become an 80-minute hooker, coming off a 32 average this year, he'll be, um, he'll be pretty cheap. Matt McIlrick, I don't, I don't know how he, how he fits into the plans next year, but he's only averaged 35 so far this year. Um, so there's a few options there about some cheapy guys, but I really think Cartwright. Cartwright has to be that first one. Now, Brett Oten, obviously, um, excellent podcast sponsor. This is a question for you. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Oh, 100 duck-sized horses. I would kick the crap out of them. <laughs> I, I would absolutely be scared uh, pantsless by a bloody horse-sized horse -sized duck. That would scared the crap scary. out of me. Mate, I'm yeah. I'm scared of birds at the worst of times, like any birds, magpies, plovers, bloody sparrows. So a horse-sized duck, I know it's not exactly a bird, but that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, mate. Um, we the just did the process of moving house and uh, moving some stuff in earlier this afternoon, and there was a mean-looking magpie in the tree outside the house, and, <laughs> uh, and my wife's just uh, running inside just thinking Christ even just get into the car we're going to get died by my magpies yeah we're, we're out for a bike ride with the kids last week and I used my wife as a human shield to protect me from a magpie swoop that is a very good use yep. of her you've got, yeah. got to do what you've got to do sometimes um, <laughs> Anton Poser again long time member of the site wants to know if he should play Tohu Harris this week Oh, speaking of guys that are going to be great value for next year, you know, mm, Tohu's yeah, going to be true. so unpaid. Um, uh, I'd, I, I don't know. It's, I, I would hope that you've got better options in your 17 for Tohu than Tohu. I certainly wouldn't be trading him in, but, um, yeah, I, I think leave him off um, unless you've really been given a flog. I, I would probably play him ahead of Sam Burgess um, if, if that's relevant at all. But yeah. outside of that, I'd try and keep him off. Okay, last trade, Warrior. Um, mate, we need can't really answer the question because he wants to know if there's any chance of a transcript for each podcast in 2018. Hasn't heard a single one as he's a deaf supercoacher. Currently kicking my ass, ranking just outside the top 3,000. Um, look, mate, I, we would love to, but I don't think that we will have the time to produce a, a written summary for each pod next year. But big props coming just outside the 3,000 mark there. Obviously, like I said, doing much better than myself. So, mate, shout out to at Elite 16 on Twitter. Well done. Another Rapana question from Rocco, which we've covered. Michael Gordon, uh, from Panthers fan, Eddie, uh, Michael Gordon or Latrell Mitchell this week? Uh, I think Latrell. I think it could be one of those games where he, he gets a hattie um, and just tears it up 
uh, you know, again, he's he's going to be, uh, you know, running at Pulu and, and Will Zillman, who, you know, he's lost all his zip. Um, so, yeah, it, if the Roosters decide to go down there, go down that side, um, Latrell could feast. Um, so I think he'll have a good week. Okay. Under the Radar wants us to agree on a stake bet for next season already. Um, mate, I think we should do an over-under on Bryce Cartwright. I feel like he's going to bounce back. Um, I will say over an super coach average across the season of over 50. Over, didn't he average like 60 or something <laughs> last year? You got you got to give me a bit more than that, Kirk. Um, 55. Um, I say that Bryce Cartwright will average under 55 for next season. Okay. All right. Locked in. Done. I say over 55. McInnes or Papali from Daniel V. McInnes or Papali for last reserve. I will. I would say McInnes. I, only for the uh, extra potential for attacking stats. Melbourne's just such a good defensive side that you know Papali will get his base, but uh, McInnes has every chance of, of crashing over from dummy half or, or feeding Paul Vaughan. You know for the sweet sweet 20 points with the assist and the line break assist. Exactly. Daniel also wants to death ride Cleary and Slater this week. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I think one of them's probably going to go off, so I don't know your luck trying to death ride both of them, but good luck anyway in your head-to-head final. Happy to death ride Cleary, but um, let's leave Slater alone for uh, Banyo's sake. Yes. Yes, true. Last question from Eels Empire. He was in the top 1K overall for the first 12 rounds and now is close to being outside the top 10K. Should he just give up on Supercoach? He's, he's had a shocker, obviously. But, look, again, like you were saying earlier, um, it's the time of year, you know, Supercoach dominates our lives. You know, if you're a tragic like you and I, and obviously Eels Empire is, um, you know, a couple of months away and we'll all be uh, we'll be bloody drooling when the draw comes out and then uh, in the lead-up to... First team this Tuesday, mate. That's when the adrenaline kicks in. So, yeah, you'll be back. I'll be back. And uh, Eels Empire will be back too, guaranteed. That's right, mate. And at least we didn't just um, lose to Bangladesh in cricket. At least we're not part of the Australian cricket team either. Yeah, what's doing with that? That's always good. Okay, let's finish it off. Let's finish it off for the year with these stake bets. Let's knock them off. I'll write down a tally here. So the bet finished. Let's go finished bets. Um, mm-hmm. Wenin in tried to tell us that Daniel Tupo would be a top six centre wing, which he is not. So that's one stake for me. Wenin. Yep. Let me get this piece of paper here. What's this got on there? Happy Father's Day, Dad. Okay, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick plus one, Wenin minus one. Nick will not finish top 1,000 versus Joe and win in, so I did that. So plus one for me, minus one for win in, minus one for Joe. Nick will finish lower than both Joe and win in. Minus two for me, plus one for win in, plus one for Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, Wade Graham will score 45 or more. Win in took that one out, plus one, minus one yeah, for stupid, Joe. Stupid HIA. He, he, he got a HIA uh, no, for a Come falcon. on, mate, we've heard it enough. <laughs> Nick will finish lower than Talis. Plus one for Nick, minus uh, one for Joe. I'm keeping it zipped. Elliot will outscore Talakai. Joe has that one. Plus one for Joe, minus one for Wenin. Smith will outscore... Oh, we've got to add Copes to this list now as well. So Copes, uh, that was the Smith versus Luke, which Copes easily won. Plus one for him, minus one for me. So at now I'm at... I'm at even. I'm at zero. Wenin's at minus one, according to my maths. You are at 
minus one. Copes is at plus one. I don't there know. We go. I don't know exactly how that works. I would have because been... you took you took on Wen and I in a couple of bets, so that's okay. how that worked out. Yeah. All right. So bet's still live. Wenin will finish ahead of Sangster. He's about uh, six hundred spots. I think we can almost give that to him. Yep. So Tommy's going to be forking over, um, forking over a stake, um, and I've got. I'm going to lose these two. Bloody ja- Jesse Bromwich, dead set, mate. Like, if you weren't 50 kilos heavier than me and about six inches taller, I'd give you an uppercut. So <laughs> run through the two bets, mate. Yep. So Jay Brom will hit 410k. No chance. That's a plus one for me, minus one for you. And Jay Brom will average 55 from round 19 onwards. He needs to score 98 this week. I'm saying he will not do that. Plus one for Wenin, minus one for you. So if you add that all up, I'm actually, I'm a plus one. Wenin's come from the clouds. He's actually a plus one as well. You're actually a minus three. Mm-hmm. Copes is a plus one. Sangster's a minus one. So Wenin and Sangster net off. I'll, I, I, you give me one. And I'll give you give me two, and I'll give one of mine to Copes, mm-hmm. and then you can give one to yourself, hey? Sure, mate. But uh, I, I did I did fork out a fair few stakes at the uh, the Caxon a few weeks ago, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll sort that out later. Okay, so you've already you've paid your bet off to me, basically. I need to pay my bet off to Copes, and um, Sangster needs to pay his bet off to Wenin, basically. Yep, sounds like a road trip. Yep, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, the stake bets were good this year. Like we said, um, sort of up and down. We won a few. We lost a few. But overall, everyone came out ahead except you and Sangster. That's right, mate. We'll try and make a few more, um, you know, ones that, that are kind of weekly ones, you know, um, like we did with uh, Talakai and Elliot or, or, um, or you know, Wade Graham and stuff because, um, you know, some of the season ones can take a little bit long to resolve, obviously. So that's probably a change we'll look to do next year. But, yeah, we'll keep it going. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, definitely, mate. All right, well, thanks very much for being on the podcast this year, buddy. It's been... Uh, a great year of podcasts. Um, I love it how Wenin said that his job for the season was booking guests, and I think he booked <laughs> he booked Copes once, and that was it. He did, yeah, yep. and then pissed up, pissed off to Mongolia. So thanks, Wenin. Um, you know, I wish I could say it was unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks to the guys who we did have on this year. We had Copes. I think we had Sangster on once. We had VK on. At least once. Uh, we had Banyo Boy on as well, obviously, um, Sam. So good luck, mate. Good luck this weekend. All the best. Hopefully that you take it out. And we will see your mug on dailytelegraph.com.au next week. But, yes, mate, it's been a um, it's been a pleasure doing the podcast with you this season. Enjoy the off-season. Good luck to your wife in our league final this week up against JT. Hopefully she cleans him up. Yeah, no doubt, mate. She certainly won't be asking me for advice because uh, I'm in reverse at the moment. So, yes, as long as I finish top 500, get, uh, get myself a nice key ring, that'll, that'll, be, uh, that'll do me. Will that be back-to-back key rings? Yes, mate. Yeah, I think around about 400 last year. So okay. if I get around about the same, that'll be, that'll be good. Yeah, it'll be back-to-back no key rings for me, but that's all good. <laughs> one day. All right, mate. One you, day. Can, you can have one of mine. Okay. All right. Thanks again, guys, for listening, for downloading this season. Very much appreciated. Good luck this week, and we'll uh, talk to you again soon. See you later, mate. Bye. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.